Hi, this is Don Jones with More Public Schools. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Today's subject, week three, distance learning wrap-up. Today's guests are David Peak, our Assistant Superintendent of Secondary Education, Superintendent Robert Romines, and Brandon Wilmarth, Director of EdTech and our producer. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you. I would just like to add that today's podcast may sound a little bit different because we are remote podcasting via Zoom. So actually none of us are near or around each other. So if you hear it may sound a little bit different, that's one. So let's talk a little bit about uh, distance learning in secondary education, junior high and high schools. Now that we are halfway through, how have things been going? So, um, it, I, I actually think this has been an enormously successful move for us. Um, you know, the, the great part about this is that we are using Canvas, which is our learning management system. And this is going to be what we move to when we go to our one-to-one initiative next year. So we had to learn all these things anyway, and actually we're going to be ahead of where we were, Brandon can probably fill in, uh, you know, the blanks on that a little bit more, but specifically, um, all of our principals right now are monitoring what is going on on all of their teachers canvas courses. And I, I know we can get into it a little bit later in the podcast, but there are some amazing things that are going on. So I, I am very, very pleased with where we are. Absolutely. Um, you know, we rolled Canvas out uh, to our coordinators and to my ed tech team to start building about a year and a half ago. And I, I actually have the stats up in front of me. And so when we started out at the beginning of the year, we had uh, high school students and teachers aware of it going through trainings. And we would have roughly about 100,000 page views a week. So I'm looking August 19th through August 25th of 2019. There was 3,000 29 participations. And a participation is any time that a student participates in a quiz, a discussion, uh, goes through an assignment. Uh, A page view is, well, them just clicking and seeing a page and clicking on another page and seeing a page. So about 100,000 through September, October, November, a little bit of a spike in December, a a pretty significant spike up to 240,000 page views in January when we started actually requiring teachers at the high school to post just what the instruction in their class is. When when are the due dates? And it was a really cool thing for parents because we have parent canvas and, uh, and we saw that go up. And our first week in April of distance learning, we had uh, 32,951 participations and 1.5 million page views. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah. Last week, it went to 2.5 million page views and 67,702 participations. And what that means is that that's each participation uh, analytic point is an interaction between student and digital curriculum, an actual interaction, not just a page view, but them submitting a quiz answer, them uh, having a discussion question and posting. And so, you know, 
David said that there's some really cool things that we can do with Canvas, and this, this is just one of them. And we have all sorts of data points to really drive uh, what we do in the ed tech and what uh, Shannon and David do with curriculum and, and monitoring what's going on in the, in the high schools and, and junior highs. And it's just a really cool thing uh, what Canvas is doing. And uh, I, I, I think that you said it best. It's a silver lining. I mean, we hate that all of this happened, but we are so much farther ahead of where we were going to be in August, whenever we rolled out all of the laptops to the high schools. Absolutely. This has been beneficial, wouldn't you say, for not only students and teachers, but also families, parents engaged in learning about this? Well, I just think there have been so many, you know, with all of that impressive amount of data numbers that Brandon is talking about, you know, I think we can't lose sight of the fact there are real people who their daily life is being impacted positively as a result of the fact that they're engaged in this. We just got a, a video this morning of our, um, of our um, band director at Moore High School, and he has uh, just finished a distance learning project where the wind ensemble there all played a piece that they would have been learning anyway in school. And they all recorded this from their own home. And then this was pieced together using some technology. But the result was there's a video and you watch the Moore High School Wind Ensemble play this piece that you would have walked into the class or gone to the auditorium and see them perform this on stage. So... We're not saying this is better than that scenario, but my goodness, what a great opportunity to continue the instructional process. We have teachers who are getting on and introducing assignments dressed up in costume. Uh, they're acting like uh, uh, Netflix uh, programs. I've seen a Mission Impossible uh, video. I've seen people who you've definitely seen a tiger. King. Have, yeah, I, it, it's been, it really <laughs> has been amazing. The amount of creativity that teachers have put into this to try to uplift uh, and give kids and their families a bright spot. So this has not just been pushing out information to read and then there's an assignment to fill out. Uh, it absolutely is not that at all. We've had teachers who are embedding in, in regular content quizzes, little opportunities for students to provide them feedback about how their world is at, uh, you know, at their home right now. Uh, one, right. one student responded, and I thought it was so touching. Um, one student just said, you know, it's really tough, and, I, and, and I'm going to be fine, and I'm going to weather this. It's been really, really hard, but she said, just because though you asked this question, I know you care about me. And because I know you care about me, that changed my whole day. And so there nice. are those kinds of interactions on Zoom. We've had the capacity to be able to really create learning dialogue. We had a special education teacher last week create a virtual opportunity for students to take a tour uh, in the Anne Frank Museum, and then a visit to the Oklahoma uh, Bombing Memorial, and connecting these two experiences so that students had the opportunity to, uh, you know, to look at um, 
two very sad moments in our, uh, in our world history, and yet the connections that exist, and they were having to do the same kind of high-level processing that they would be doing if they were sitting in the classroom. Um, so there are just such neat things that are going on. And then I have to say this too, you know, we do have some students that our distance learning is, to, and it's a very small percentage, but it's more appropriate for us to do things where we are not necessarily on that Canvas program. We have some of our special ed populations where we're taking things to uh, the student's home. And I'll give you just one example that I saw in real time because uh, I happen to know this individual who did this, but they had a daily living uh, activity and a, a bag was prepared for each student with a box of Duncan Hines brownies, a detailed uh, sheet of instructions that were written and also used visual symbols the egg was, uh, was provided, and the reason why I know about this is because I had no egg to cook yesterday morning for my breakfast, because this was my, <laughs> this was my wife, Sherry, who did this, and then she distributed, drove around, and dropped these off on all of her students' front porch. The kids had to make the brownies, follow the directions. They had to be cooking, and then they had to send a picture of the final product back to her, and, uh, you know, these kinds of things are going on all over our district right now. So um, I, I just am so proud of our folks and so proud of our parents. I have had nothing but positive feedback um, uh, about this. So I, I just think it's been such a big win. And I, the last thing I have to say is Brandon Wilmarth and Andre McConnell and the whole EdTech crew enormous heroes in in this uh in this process they've trained thanks speak yeah i mean you guys have Absolutely. done such an incredible job you've trained the entire teaching cadre to do this and turned right around the next week and trained the students and this thing is actually is actually working so and, and we've been doing a lot of parent training too i, I still receive calls daily and uh, thanks to June Kim and the technology department for giving my team tools that will allow me to use my cell phone, uh, even whenever I'm not in the office, to, to call and talk to parents and walk them through the process of uh, getting on Canvas Parent and uh, getting into Office 365 and checking email and all of the things that uh, parents are, you know, they're, they're being, they're, they're the heroes right now too. They're, they're just as flexible and adapting just as much as our teachers have been. And, you know, I, I know that I talked to a few there, like, you know, I never knew that I, I could teach. And uh, then he followed up and he realized, like, let me correct that. I can't teach. So I really appreciate all the things that you guys are doing to help us. And, uh, and one of the things that uh, we get feedback on is that Canvas Parent app. And I know, Romines, you were uh, one of the, the guinea pigs that we used whenever we first launched this back in December and January. Uh, you got your, your daughter up and running on Canvas, and then you got set up on Canvas Parent. Uh, how has that been? How's it going? Well, it's it's actually been uh, it's been that first week was I'm being honest with you it was a bit challenging, uh, but obviously I I went to the people that that I knew I could depend on uh, you and your group and uh, you all walked us through all of that and since that uh, time I really do feel like that uh, not only myself but Avery uh, has become experts in regards to all things Canvas, uh, so that as, from a parent's perspective it's been a, a really great tool. Uh, one of the things I absolutely love about uh, Canvas and how it is now is that I get I get evening updates. 
on the things that Avery has accomplished or done uh, on a daily basis, things that she submitted. And I also get to go in and see what products she has submitted. Uh, and I get to see uh, the comments that have come back from some of our teachers. Ms. Pence uh, has done a great job uh, in keeping in, in constant communication with, I, I would assume, probably all of our students. Uh, and and the, the Zoom meetings that I see taking place uh, with Ms. Anderson's class and, and, and Avery's classes and the teachers uh, just really stepping out and communicating with their students has been uh, huge. At least it has been uh, in my household. So very proud of our secondary folk uh, and, and the products that they're producing. Mr. Peak uh, mentioned the, the band uh, video that took place this morning. What a, what a great day or a great way uh, to start my day yeah. uh, is to see and hear our, our students over at Moore High School. And I'm sure that uh, all of our high schools are doing similar activities. We just haven't seen or those videos haven't been shared. But I think Ms. Jones posted on Facebook earlier this morning. So those of you that are listening to this podcast, take a minute to go out and, and look at our, our district Facebook page to see what that looks like. And it's the, it's the type of thing that you're seeing on national news where uh, different groups, organizations are coming together and doing these very uh, these very activities, and our students here in More America are doing that, and it's uh, it's quite impressive. Yeah. Uh, and Mr. Peak did mention, you know, Brandon, your team, and 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 June Kim's team, and technology. We couldn't have done all this without you all. And it was it was a bit bumpy uh, at the beginning. I think Mr. Peak would agree uh, as we were rolling all of this uh, Canvas uh, uh, stuff out. Uh, it was. It, it was it was a big hurdle, but you yeah. know what? Uh, our secondary people and and some of our elementary people took that and and have run with it. And I I'm very pleased and very proud. And obviously not only as the superintendent, but uh, this dad uh, is very proud of the work that uh, uh, Avery Romans' teachers have done uh, with and for her. Yeah, I have to echo that. And I'll tell you, you know, the lesson behind this is we, obviously we're in the middle of a of a really horrible you know period. Uh, in our history. Nobody wants to be here. Nobody wants to be doing what we're doing right now. But it's amazing to me. I just am so uplifted by the human spirit. No kidding. I mean, the things just uh, Clint Brown's video with the more high band this morning. Four weeks ago, Clint Brown didn't know how to do that. <laughs> he, he had to figure out about three different layers of innovation and use of technology that did not exist. I, I am surviving working with my administrative staff using Zoom. And a month ago, I didn't know that the, I didn't know this existed. And when we cycle out of this, and we will, you know, we're going to carry the things that we learned with us. The the virtual little tricks that we're using right now are going to only make us better when we get back in the classroom because it's going to enrich the entire experience. And, uh, and some of these things that we're using right now are going to be time savers. We're going to be more productive. So it really is amazing how that in the midst of a really bad thing, you look around and people just find ways to adapt and overcome and to make the best of a situation. And, and, uh, that well, you're, ex you're exactly right. Let me join in with you on that because yeah. Clint Brown, that was actually what they, the wind ensemble was going to perform at state. Yes. So they adapted all of that hard work and, and energy that they've put into that. 
and then created this masterpiece, uh, this virtual masterpiece. Yeah. And, you know, I'm so proud of our folks, too. And I just have to say, and I'm I'm really not, you know, casting stones at at, at any other district because I'm, I'm really not that conversant with any of their plans. But let me just say this. Our folks did not just find an easy thing to do and just phone it in. You know, I mean, for six right. weeks, we could have just really opted for a, uh, a much less aggressive approach. And, um, and instead, people just said, we're all in. Let's make this thing happen. And it hasn't all been perfect. And it's not going to be perfect. And, and teachers are at different levels with their own level of comfort about using Canvas. Some teachers it still is um, it still is kind of pretty middle of the road and they're just getting their feet wet and they're getting them you know getting themselves established building the foundation but there are some folks that are out at the front edge of this innovation and it is just amazing what they're doing well and and let me ask real quick uh, for our parents just to make sure that everyone understands students can actually improve their grade during this time correct in fact, that is the premier focus. That's the whole point of what we're trying to accomplish. And so, you know, uh, all the uh, all the presentation of content that's going on in Canvas right now, uh, and 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 what really is cool to me about this, everything that we're doing fits our instructional model still just as much today as it did, you know, six weeks ago when we were actually in class. But the, the content that's being uh, presented to students are review concepts that teachers went back and said, okay, so this is something that my students might benefit from just having another you know, cycle of learning associated with it, those kinds of things. All the assignments associated with that are entered as extra credit. But beyond that, students who are even in a more difficult, uh, uh, find themselves in a more difficult place as far as their grades are concerned. They have the opportunity to work through departments to maybe go back and rework assignments that either they had uh, not really addressed fully uh, or didn't understand. So I just think it, that this is a work in progress, but everything we're doing is designed to help students recover credit and also to review concepts and to improve their perspective of success. Because the last thing we wanted to do is put a stressful situation on families when it was already a stressful situation. Right. right. That's awesome. Well, and as, a, as a dad, I, I can, I can, I, I agree with Mr. Pete. Uh, it's been, it's been an interesting uh, concept and it's been very successful for at least well, and, and like we discussed earlier about the teachers making that weekly con, uh, contact with the students and the families, you know, uh, I receive mine. I, I receive my phone calls and my emails and, uh, you know, my daughter's on the Zoom meetings and I just greatly appreciate it. And that's going on from elementary through high school. Yeah. So speaking of Zoom, I just got some numbers from Michelle Hammond, which uh, has the admin account for our Zoom. And this doesn't include all Zoom users. So like the Zoom meeting that we're on right now, it's not included. But for our teachers that have authenticated through our more schools accounts, uh, for the last month, and, and we kind of did this last week, Don, uh, right. how many, how, how, if you had to guess 
how many meetings do you think our district has held? How many meetings? Wow. Oh gosh. I don't know because I'm sure I've done 10,000, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so this is pretty cool. So we have a total of uh, 675 active users. And uh, in the last month, since we came back from spring break and admin started meeting together via zoom. And then that, that first week of distance learning in the last three weeks, we've had 5,586 meetings led by our teachers. Wow. Nice. Again, this, this, this doesn't include the meetings that we've held as administrators. Uh, and 65,878 participants. Oh, student that's participants. great. Yeah. Yeah. You know how many meeting minutes that is? That is 1,007,396 minutes that each student and teacher has engaged in over the last month via Zoom. Wow. And that's once nice. again, here, here's the, and, and once again, here's the really cool part of that there's a face behind every one of those interactions. You know, the planning that we've been doing just about our uh, graduation ceremonies. Uh, when we engaged our uh, senior class officers at all three high schools and the planning meetings that I have had, we have all the officers in on those planning meetings. I'll never, I'll never forget the look on their faces when we established that first meeting and mm -hmm. they were in there for the first time interacting with each other, the president of the senior class at Moore High with the president of the senior class at Southmore and at Westmore. They were so, uh, they were so happy to be in a situation where they could talk with each other, they could interact, they, they laughed, they enjoyed the experience and so, you know, once again, those numbers are dramatically wonderful. But when you sit in one of those meetings and you see those students and their faces, uh, it it is the best part of your day. It's just, you know, that's fantastic. Well, and I'm glad you mentioned graduation. But can we get a little uh, information as far as I know? We've received quite a few questions. And, of course, you know, parents are concerned and wanting to know uh, what our thoughts are on graduation. Can can we discuss that just a little bit, our, our three commencement ceremonies? I, I, I'll, I'll jump in at this point. I, I've got to uh, give a huge shout out to Mr. Peak in the secondary world as far as our, our senior advisors and the, our students in the leadership roles at all three of our high schools. Uh, one of the things that was really, really important to me, and I, I'll speak for Mr. Peak in, in, in this regard because we've had conversation, was also important to him. As we started looking at uh, our seniors and trying to finish their, their year off strong, uh, one, of the, one of the biggest things that we wanted to do was to be able to continue on with a graduation uh, ceremony like we're, like we're used to. Uh, I do believe that you know, Mr. Wilmarth and uh, Mr. Peak started talking about uh, a virtual piece as a backup, uh, and that will be our, continue to be our backup plan. But looking at some of the dates in May uh, that we already had scheduled for all three high schools, there's a really good chance that we're going to have to look at postponing uh, right. our, our actual ceremony, uh, commencement ceremony, and moving those into June and July. Uh, Mr. Peak has worked tire tirelessly uh, on getting dates uh, uh, secured for our, our 2020 graduates. And if everything falls like we hope it will, as far as the the guidelines and the restrictions. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be able to finish this year off with our with our graduates, our 2020 graduates. That was one of the uh, 
the biggest questions or one of the uh, things that we asked our students early on was how how do you all want to finish this 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 season and it was coming together one last time like they're like like they're like we're used to and, and honoring those traditions and that rite of passage and we're going to move mountains to make sure that our students are taken care of and and of course our families will will also be a, a part of that so huge shout out and very much uh, thank Mr. Peak and our, our senior principals and our senior advisors and our students for putting all of this together. So just, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because it's, it's very important to us that the community understand that we do have plans and, and we will release those plans very, very soon. So yeah. hang tight. Well, and, and again, thank you. And I appreciate that. everyone, you know, not uh, making decisions hastily. This is such a huge uh, milestone for our students. Big deal. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just appreciate everyone, you know, rolling with this ever-changing health climate and just kind of pumping the brakes on making any quick decisions to cancel or anything like that. So I just appreciate all of the additional efforts that have yeah. been, and I know that our families do too. Well, and I think it was a learning experience and continues to be for us. You know, the day after we found out that the school year was going to be altered dramatically, you know, I think our, our, your first knee-jerk reaction is our only option is a virtual option. And, and then, you know, so you start, uh, you start thinking in your head about that. But, but as you look at, as this is an evolving situation and you get new guidance from the federal, state, and local, you know, governmental uh, entities, Right. It, you, you start seeing that there are possibilities out there that you may not have seen in the first 24 hours. And Don, I think it's so important what you just said. You have to view this. This is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And so mm-hmm. you might as well just get comfortable with the notion right. that there are going to be things that you don't have all the answers for yet. But we've got uh, we've got contingencies that are five layers deep. Uh, yeah. on this graduation thing. So I, I just want, while we can't share everything right now, I want everybody to know this is not just something that we spent 15 minutes on and said, uh, okay, let's just do it like this and move on. We are still, uh, we have every intention to make sure that, like you said, Dr. Romines, that we finish strong, that our graduates have the opportunity to uh, enjoy a real in, in-person uh, ceremony and uh, and to still retain all the traditions and uh, and just the rich experience that that is. Uh, so yeah, we're we're working really hard to to make that happen. So the first of May, we'll be sending out uh, some information, a little bit more uh, of an update regarding graduation. Uh, we'll try and get that out to parents and and another real quick thing before we wrap this up is there are many other award ceremonies. Uh, and inductions and those types of things. And those are still occurring, many of those virtually, correct? I'll, I'll address elementary level since uh, this, this is a secondary piece, but uh, elementary principals, Ms. McNair and, and, and Brandon are working on virtual uh, ceremonies because we didn't want, uh, there's, there's rites of passages in regards to our elementary kids as well. And so they're working on some virtual uh, uh, ceremonies for our elementary students, and I'll, I'll let Mr. Peak take uh, the the lead on the on the secondary piece. Sure. Well, you know, it's going to be altered dramatically, but what we want to do is to provide the opportunity for those students who have won awards 
to receive recognition. The first thing is, uh, it is it's our intention that they would receive the actual tangible um, award just like they normally would. So we're still actively in the process of ordering certificates and plaques and, and those kinds of things. Although that's going to be a moving target because a lot of the places that provide the services for us, they're not working right now. That's right. So that's right. we're going to have to be flexible and, mm -hmm. and some of these won't be distributed to students until in the summer, I'm sure. But the other thing that we wanted to try to do is for our award ceremony and also our scholarship recipients, we will at least have a place to post who these students are. And then we wanted an opportunity at the school level to reach out uh, specifically and individually to each student who won an award, either through their department uh, chairperson or through a principal or assistant principal so that we could actually visit with the student and express our congratulations and those types of things. Our National Honor Society inductions have been pushed to the beginning of school next year nice. because those experiences are specifically to induct new members into the organization and that can just as functionally be done at the beginning of school next year. And so right. like everything else, we're trying to capture the essence of what that particular uh, recognition was about, even though it'll look very different and may look different at the specific schools. Because the other thing that we've tried to retain is our schools are very, uh, take a great deal of pride in the fact that, um, you know, Westmore doesn't do it like Moore High does it. And Moore High doesn't do it mm -hmm. like Southmore does it. And Southmore doesn't do it like the other two. And and people carry forward their own traditions and their own sense of, of pride about those things. And that's equally true in our junior highs. So there's going to be some uh, maneuvering room so that individual schools can retain that level of, uh, of uh, personal attention to what it is that they're doing for those, for those uh, award ceremonies. Well, this is all great information. And I know that we have talked for quite a while, but I, it's packed full of answers to questions that many of our parents and families have shared uh, to us. So thank you guys for joining us today. And I think it was overall pretty successful remote podcasting here with our little Zoom conference. So yeah, absolutely. That's fun. And we thank you guys for listening to our podcast. And we ask that maybe you would just share it uh, so others can get this great information as well. Thank you for joining us. We have only the brightest and best in MPS.